in a world where every diet you know is wrong. Well, not every diet. I mean... Yes, but almost every doesn't sound as good. Yeah, but... Shut up. One man stands alone. Well, not completely. I mean... It's time for Adam Martin, the No Breakfast Guy. And let's talk fast. Fasting, fitness, and fat loss. What's going on, guys, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host, Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy, and I hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love, and let's just jump into it. Well, you join me on a Saturday night as I'm recording this, the 21st of March, and I was actually going to be recording something completely different. I was going to do this with my wife, and we were just going to call it like one family's perspective perspective on the coronavirus. Now, um, I have no expertise in infectious disease. I have no, I guess, um, merit in even kind of giving my two cents on it. And I wasn't going to talk about kind of ways to you know, help your immune system or ways to kind of keep clear of this disease or what you should be doing. I just wanted to give it as a pure perspective of kind of how we're feeling at this moment in time because the world's a pretty weird place at the moment and I just want to record that for all time and you know, I have no idea how many episodes of this podcast I'm ever going to do over my lifetime, but if I can look back on this at some point in 10, 15, 20 years or something, it's just something we wanted to do, but... Um, that's going to have to wait for another time, and I don't think this coronavirus is going anywhere anytime soon, so we can always uh, give our two cents another time. Amy's had a really long day. Bub's still kind of a bit grisly, and she hasn't gone down yet, um, and so she's attending to her at the moment. And so another question, and so I will get to that, and if you guys are interested in that, cool. If not, it's as I said, it's pretty much just something that we want to kind of do and just talk to a microphone and talk to how we're feeling and kind of whatnot so we can look back on it as just a point in time. But um, another question I'm asked all the time uh, is around the kind and something I deal with uh, on a daily and weekly and monthly basis with clients of mine is the kind of topic of carb cycling um, or as I like to more put it as in calorie cycling and I'll tell you why I kind of call it calorie not carb cycling and why I think carb cycling can be quite um, a bit misleading and I think uh, really r- restrict people in ways that uh, I don't think they need to be restricting themselves and so to get onto that point first before I get into my my five ways that I have clients or myself in the past have used uh, calorie cycling to of their to my advantage and to clients' advantage um, to help them see their uh, progress happen over time. So, why I don't like going with carb cycling is it kind of insinuates that there's something particularly negative about carbs that we should be kind of looking to cycle on and off them. Is there a need to cycle calories? Absolute. Uh, sorry. Carbs, absolutely not. Carbs have got no issues whatsoever, despite what people like Peter Evans and Fung and those kind of Dave Asprey and those kind of, for lack of a better word, idiots uh, and pseudoscience um, perfectionists um, kind of keep telling us that carbs are the enemy and insulin is the reason why you're putting on fat. No, that's not what the, <laughs> the data says, the research says, or what um, you know science says. Um, not pseudoscience, real science. But um, calories are where you need to control, and you've heard me talk about this at length time and time and time and time again, that if you want to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit and consistently hold that over a long enough period of time to see you lose the weight that you're um, aiming to go, You know, whatever that goal may be. 
So whether you have carbs in your diet, whether you have a higher fat diet and lower carbs, whatever it might be, that choice is on you. You just need to make it match the calorie goal that you're trying to hit on a daily basis. And so that's why I talk around the word of calorie cycling, and that's what we're going to go right into tonight. So I really hope you enjoy this one. Um, put a bit of effort into this to try and make sure the numbers um, you know, work for the majority of people. And I've gone on, and I've, you're going to hear this piece of paper in the background. I've written it all out through here, but um, I'm going to go on a kind of an average kind of number of for most kind of females. Most males, this would probably be a little low, um, but for most females, this number would probably be around about, it might be a little bit too high, but I've gone on the basis that you're trying to hit 1,500 calories per day, and if that was your calorie target, what would that then look like you know, as a weekly target, and then how do we then cycle those calories throughout the week or throughout the month and the year to kind of best suit you, and then you can hopefully take away some ideas from this and go, geez, I, I always thought I had to hit the same calories every single day. I never knew I could have a little bit less on a Monday and kind of slowly increase it over the week and kind of have, um, you know, my calories hit a certain target for the week. This is the kind of, I guess, idea I want to get across to you, and I always talk on my social anyway and I talk to this at length with clients, is that I like to work more on a weekly calorie target and you treat it like your paycheck. You know, if you're given a paycheck on a Friday, if you decide to go and blow that on all out on a massive bender on Friday and Saturday night, means that you don't have a whole lot to kind of play with or use to spend throughout the rest of that week. And you have to then scrimp and save and make sure that you've got enough in the bank that you can still be you know, buying things at the end of the week. Now, if you don't spend as much as you get paid, you get to save a little bit. And this is kind of where the calorie deficit becomes in. So you've got obviously a number where you are. If you're on or underneath that, you start saving and then your savings come in the form of fat loss. If you overspend that, that's where then you start accruing debt where you see that debt as body fat gain. So let's go, as I said, on the premise that your t calorie target as a deficit for you would be 1,500 calories. That would give you 10,500 calories to play with for the entire week. Now, as I said, I've got five methods I'm going to talk about this on how to calorie cycle. The first one I'm going to call the social butterfly. So this is the social butterfly calorie cycling method where you might be someone who really enjoys going out on a Friday night with you know girlfriends or work colleagues or you know it's a birthday for someone and you tend to then be out on a Saturday night. You might be going out for dinner and a couple of drinks or whatever it might be. So if you've got two days of the week, be it Friday, Saturday or Saturday, Sunday, or it could be a midweek um, one and another day on the weekend, whatever it might be, you've got two days of the week where you tend to be quite social and five other days where you just tend to have a normal kind of day-to-day uh, -day kind of um, life. And so that social butterfly, how I would then say to break that up as if you were meant to, if you break down 10,500 calories for the week, that would mean you're getting 1,500 calories on average per day. So the social butterfly method would see you drop for five days of that week to 1,000 calories. So quite a significant drop. You're taking out 500 calories, but this would then allow you, so let's, let's look at the maths there, 1,000 times five, five days of the week is 5,000 calories. This then leaves you 2,500 calories for those two days that you want to be social. If we divide that by two, you then get 2,750 calories on each one of those days. So usually you should be around 1,500 calories, but you're getting an extra, what is it, 1,250 calories just on those two days to enjoy a few extra drinks, 
to enjoy a really nice meal while you're out, to enjoy those nibbles when you might be having a really drunken night and you're coming home and kind of splurging on a few um, snacks and things like that. So the social butterfly allows those two bigger days of 2,750 calories, and you then just have to have those five days where you restrict yourself a little bit and be really strict on those uh, calories, whether you come right back to having a snack to break your fast at lunchtime and then a main meal of the dinner uh, for dinner, and that gets you around that 1,000 calories, or whether you go to a one meal a day, and we actually have that as one of our other calorie cycling methods down the line, or whether, as I said, you use just one meal a day and just have 1,000 calories for that dinner. However you want to do it, five days, 1,000 calories, two days at 2,750 calories on each day, gives you the social butterfly method. Allows you to have those really um, you know, big blowouts on kind of two days of the week. And um, as I said, enjoy kind of being social still with friends, with family, with loved ones, who it might be. Enjoying some drinks, enjoying some food and kind of setting yourself up to enjoy. Uh, enjoy. It's always going to be difficult. Don't get me wrong. Like you can't sit there and think, oh, well, if I just kind of calorie cycle, it's going to make this a thousand times easier. No, these are just tools in your belt that might make it a little easier for you to kind of maintain the calorie deficit you're looking for. So that's the social butterfly. If we move on, the next one I like to call, I call it the Monday crusher. So this is the kind of person who is normally really geared up, really dialed in, mentally strong at the start of the week. And as the week goes on, you know, because of work, because of life, because of whatever kind of coming in, you tend to get a little bit more stressed and feeling a little bit more, um, you know, less likely to kind of stay the course. The Monday crusher method really puts you in a low number to start the week when you're really motivated. You know, the, the week has started, you're re- really looking to dive in and then slowly adds calories throughout the week. So the Monday crusher would have remembering 1,500 calories per day is the kind of number that we're aiming as an average. So the Monday crusher would actually start off at 900 calories. Super strict, really dialed in. You know, you at the start of the week, it's not going to be too difficult to kind of do that because you're really kind of dialed in. And then you just add 200 calories to that per day until you get to the end of the week. So Monday, you'd be at 900 calories. Tuesday, you'd be at 1,100 calories. Wednesday, you'd be at 1,300 calories. Thursday, you're now at the kind of number where you're needing to average out is 1,500 calories. But now, at the end of the week, you're now starting to get more and more calories. So on Friday, you're now having 1,700 calories. Saturday, you're having 1,900 calories. And on Sunday, you're having 2,100 calories. So as you can see, when you're really going to be dialed in at the start of the week, you then have those much, much more restricted calories. And then you slowly just add more and more as the week go by. This one here is one of my clients' absolute favorites when I'm looking at coaching them one-to-one. A lot of people really resonate with this particular method here, and it really sits well with them. Um, so, you know, I, as I always say, use your body as, an, um, as your own experiment. So experiment with all five of these and see which one works best with you. But this one here in particular, as well as the social butterfly, those two methods really kind of sit well with a lot of people, um, but particularly the Monday Crusher. So that's the Monday Crusher method. Um, my next one, I call the roller coaster method. Now, this is where you're going to have four days in the week where you're going super restricted, and you have three days in the week where you get to um, have super high calories on those. So it's the highs and lows. Now, whether you do a couple of days in a row or you just go Monday up, Tuesday down, uh, Wednesday up, Thursday down, and kind of alternate through there, but you need to make sure that you have four days of the week at these restricted calories, and I'll, I'll tell you what those numbers are, and three where you get to have more relaxed calories or much more relaxed calories. So... 
for four days of the week, remembering again, 1,500 calories is our daily average that we're aiming for. For four days of the week, you're going to be super strict at 800 calories. So really strict. It's not easy to kind of dial into 800 calories only if you're meant to be having 1,500 calories um, as a daily average. It's It's a significant drop. But the payoff is that on three days of the week, you get 2,430 calories, huge amounts of calories on those three days. And so if you sit there and have a think, well, it's only one day, one day I've got to dial in at that 800 super low number because tomorrow I get to have 2,430 calories. So this again, you know, when you kind of sit there and think long-term, geez, I've got to be in this huge calorie deficit, you know, someone tells you, oh, you've got to eat eight, eight, sorry, let's say that again. You hear from someone, you've got to eat 800 calories per day, every single day for eight weeks, whatever it might be. That, trying to think of that and kind of put that over the long term, it's almost just is crippling at that thought. Whereas just doing one day at 800 calories, knowing tomorrow you've got a much more relaxed day, can be much simpler to kind of maintain that really strict day, knowing tomorrow you get to um, relax a bit. So 800 times four, as I said, you need four days at the low calorie number is going to give you 3,200 calories in total. That means you get 2,430 times three days, which gives you 7,290, which equals out to 10,490. So our weekly calorie allotment was meant to be 10,500. This one here, you get 10,490, so just a little bit below that, but around the number. So you get four days super low, three days super high, the roller coaster up, down, up, down, however you want to make that week play out for you is completely up to you. As I said, some people, and I've got a couple of clients who have used this in the past, they'll go 800 calories for four days straight, knowing they get 2,430 for basically Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that works really well. It's very similar then to the social butterfly um, one. Um, so then that can be something that you might want to do um, from there, but I call it the roller coaster method. Now, the OMAD method, one meal a day, there's no real kind of calorie cycling here. It's just basically jamming all of your calories into one particular meal. Not necessarily like I've worked out on this one where you've got certain days are high, certain days are low, and you're kind of cycling your calories. This cycle of calories basically is just cycling it all to the end of the day. So I've done this in the past when I'm trying to be really strict and trying to really dial in. I'll have a couple of one day, uh, one meal a day days, if that makes sense, um, where I'm basically fasting for 23 to 24 hours. So I'll have my dinner on, let's say, a Wednesday night. I then won't eat for the rest of um, the next 24 hours, and I won't eat until dinner that next night. That way, uh, how I tend to use it, I won't do it every single day, but if I know I've had a couple of higher days, I'll dial back in, um, or I know I've got a higher day coming where I'm catching up with family or friends and we're going out for dinner or whatever it might be. If I know that's coming, I'll dial in and have a couple of one meal a day type days. Now, my dinner is usually somewhere in the vicinity of kind of 650 to 900 calories, can sometimes be up around a thousand, but so if I'm only having one meal for that day, that dinner is probably going to be around, as I said, 800 or 1,000 calories, we say. So it's really going to, when for me, I'm normally up around 1,850, 1,900 calories when I'm in a fat loss phase. So it saves a lot of calories for me in one big chunk, meaning at the end of the week, if I've said I've got dinner or I catch up with family or friends or whatever it may be, I've got some calories to play along with that. Now, the big mistake I see people with this particular method is doing it on the flip. And there's a big difference. It might seem very similar here, but there's a big difference in the mentality of 
having a an unplanned day, a blowout day that wasn't part of your um, plan. You know, a girlfriend called you up. She's just broken up with a um, boyfriend. Calls you up. She's in, you know, hysteric. She's crying. You know, I need you around here. You know, let's go out. Let's have, you know, let's have some drinks. And like that wasn't part of your plan or whatever it might be. You might be catching up for someone's decided to quit work and they're having um, drinks to say goodbye or whatever it might be. Might not have been part of your plan. You have a big blowout. The big mistake that I see all too often is then people have the mentality, well, I stuffed up there, so tomorrow I'm going to punish myself and only going to have one meal for the day. That's a very big difference to planning ahead, knowing I've got a dinner coming up or I've seen friends and going, I'm going to restrict myself a little bit here, so I'm saving myself um, you know, to have a few extra calories over there. If you have an unplanned meal, you have a bit of a blowout, sure, you can maybe just cut back a little bit you know, maybe you don't have as big of a um, breaking of the fast the next day for your first meal at lunchtime. Normally, you might have two wraps. Maybe you just have one wrap or maybe it's a big salad. Maybe you go for a smaller salad and then you have a regular dinner. That's a bit different to kind of just turning it back a little bit than punishing yourself and go, I'm not going to eat um, my first meal of the day. I'm not going to have any snacks. I'm going to have a very small dinner and really kind of bank back some calories. There's two very big differences between those two mentalities as well as the difference between the mentality of kind of pre-planning your idea to cut back a bit now so you can have some um, to play on later. So please do not make the mistake on using the OMAD one meal a day method for punishing yourself if you have a big blowout day. Big key point that I want you to take away from this podcast is don't do that. Same with any of these. These are pre-planned meal plans or calorie plans and calorie cycling that you're doing that's going to add value to your life. It's not a way to punish yourself if you've had a bad day yesterday or you fell off the wagon on the weekend or whatever it may be. So please don't use this as a tool to kind of punish yourself for things that you you didn't plan to do. Big key there. So we've had the four there, where the social butterfly, which had the two higher days and the five lower days. We had the Monday crusher, where you start low and then slowly um, add calories throughout the week. We had the roller coaster, where you had four days super low, three days super high, up, down, up, down, like a roller coaster. We had the OMAD uh, one meal a day, where you have, as I said, you can have a pre-planned couple of days where you might only have one meal for the day to kind of bank a few calories, or you just like to have one meal a day, meaning you get 1,500 calories as a dinner each and every night, which is a huge amount of calories, especially when you're kind of leaning more towards nutrient-dense meals. Sure, you can blow 1,500 calories out on a couple of slices from Pizza Hut kind of thing, but if you're having it as a really good quality nutrient-dense meal, it's going to be a huge serving for dinner, Um, and I really love when I'm kind of doing those one meal a days and kind of doing them in a row for a while because you get a lot of food, which is great. Now, the last one is the number... Five, and I call it the weekly warrior. Now, there's some mass to listen to here, so bear with me, and I hope it comes through here, and I'll repeat it a couple of times to make sure that if you guys are thinking about using this particular one, you can plan it out for you and how you would go about it. So the weekly warrior, I basically say, um, kind of give the idea that for... I was talking about before with the one, uh, sorry, the roller coaster where you're having a couple of high days and a couple of low days. This basically is you have some low weeks and some high weeks. So if we look at what your weekly calorie allotment's meant to be, which is 10,500 calories, and we multiply that out by 52, there's 52 weeks in a year, you're still with me. Now you divide that by 12, which then gives you a monthly calorie target. So let me just say that again. You take your weekly calorie allotment, you times it by 52, which gives you a yearly number, 
And then there's 12 months in the year. So we then divide it by 12. This gives you then a monthly number. Okay, so the monthly number on 1,500 calories per day as an average is 45,500 calories. Okay, so let's just presume most months have four weeks in them. Sure, some have a five weeks, some have four, but you know, we'll just say four just to keep it nice and simple here. So on two of those weeks, now remember, a week's worth of calories at this number here is 10,500. So for two weeks of the month, you would actually have 8,000 calories. So you'd have far less for the week. Now you can make match out that however you like those 8,000 calories. You can see it's basically kind of, what's that, 1,100 calories a day kind of thing. So significant drop under the 1,500 per day average that we're looking for. And you have two of them a month. Okay, so that adds up to 16,000 calories in that month. Okay, now that leaves us with 29,500 calories to play with. We divide that by two, we then get our weekly allotment, which gives you 14,750, okay? So for two weeks of the month, you get 8,000 calories, and for the other two weeks of the month, you get 14,750 calories. So if we then cut that down to the daily number as an average, for on average on the down day, uh, on the down weeks, you're looking at 1,100 calories per day. On average, on the up weeks, you're looking at uh, 2,105 calories per day. So you can see there's going to be one week there where you're going to be really eating a lot more food than usual. And there's going to be one week there where you're uh, eating quite a lot less food for the week. So again, some clients will sit there and go, cool, I'm going to do two weeks in a row of lower and then have two weeks higher. Some people like the one week on, one week off. Again, the mental shift it allows is if you know it's just seven days, I've got to hang in and really kind of put in the effort to stay nice and low at that lower number. For just seven days, I can hang on for seven days. And then for the next week, I really get to let loose and really enjoy a much higher calorie week. And then the week after that, really got to dial in again. And that up, down, up, down just gives you that mental break. We all know how difficult staying in a calorie deficit can be. And when it's just week after week after week after week, kind of just that same monotony of the same numbers, same um, meals, doing the same thing every single week, it can get really mentally draining and can really be quite tough to maintain that kind of same mental state and kind of hitting those same kind of numbers each day, each week, each month. Whereas these five methods of calorie cycling can really kind of stir things up a bit, mix things up a bit for you to kind of just give you that mental break so you know that there's a few days a week or a few weeks a month or whatever it might be where you're getting to have a little bit more calories and then you're having to dial back. Um, and as I said, I've seen this work time and time again and been really useful for a lot of my clients. Um, and I've seen you know many Instagram accounts talk about calorie cycling um, and how it's worked for them as well. So... I thought I would share the five ones that I have used for my clients. I've used a couple of these myself and kind of the names that I tend to give them uh, myself. And so we'll just, as I said, I don't want to kind of take up too much of your time here and just going over and over and over and again. But just to reiterate and kind of go over this and I appreciate you sticking with us for this and I really hope this has been um, of use to you. But the first one, remember, was a social butterfly. So two days a week, you're getting some higher calorie days. So that allows you on a Friday and Saturday to go out and enjoy those times with family and friends, have a few drinks, have a little bit more food and then you got five nice strict days. You got the Monday crusher. So that's the kind of person that's really dialed in at the start of the week and you slowly tend to kind of feel less and less dialed in as the week goes. Start super low, 900, and then adding 200 calories um, to each day uh, by the end of the week. 
You've then got the roller coaster. So you've got the four days where you're super strict, three days where you're super relaxed, some really low days, some really high days. You've then got the OMAD and kind of cycling that out however you wish to kind of be able to pre-plan for meals and things like uh, pre-plan for events and stuff like that where you might only have one meal for the day. You then have the weekly warrior where you have one higher week, one lower week, and you cycle them just up, down, up, down throughout the entire year, giving you a total calorie deficit over the long term. And that there, guys, is the absolute key point that I wanted to get across in this because I hear concerns from too many people and you see it all the time and people have a blowout day and they think, well, I fucked it all up. I had that blowout day. It means I've just completely screwed up my diet plan. What's the point? I'm just going to continue doing... Um, you know, continue eating um, poorly, continue, you know, not tracking anymore. I'm not going to worry about exercising more because I had that one day. So what's the point? You know, from what I've said time and time again, guys, that it's consistency over perfection. No one you have ever seen on Instagram or social media, no matter how ripped they are or how dreamlike their body is, is perfect. They all have days where they fall off the wagon. They all have days where they're not following their plan, um, you know, fastidiously, if that's a word, or perfectly. They all have slip-ups. We all do. We're human. It's normal. So don't beat yourself up if you have these one, one, two weekends, a week, whatever it might be, where it's unplanned, you go off track. Always remember that you're one meal or one work away from getting work out from getting right back on track so stop using your mess up as an excuse to continue that same um, behavior you know the behaviors that you need to do you know the behaviors that have got you to where you are now so keep doing those behaviors despite having those slip-ups and so the mentality change i want you to have the mindset change i want you to have is that use it more of a weekly calorie allotment rather than a daily So there's going to be days where you might go up. There's some of the days where you might go down. You can use any of my methods there or just in your own head, realize that you can play with those calories however you like. You know, if you know that you've got an event coming up, start chipping away at some calories at the beginning of the week just to bank some for the end of the week. Vice versa, if you have an unplanned day, a big day, you don't have to go massively restricting the day after and punishing yourself for that unplanned meal or those few drinks that you had with you know your friends at work or whatever it might be that weren't part of the plan you can dial it back just a little bit and realize that if i consistently just dial back a little bit by the end of the week by the end of the month the calories will be in your favor so you'll then be in a consistent calorie deficit over the long period of time that will then see you achieve the results that you're after and that's basically what you're here for you know you need to be in a calorie deficit you need to work out which way is going to be most sustainable for you to maintain that. And once you've found that out, go with it. Hit repeat on it then, week after week, month after month, year after year, however long you need to to get to your um, your goals. And that's the other big one. You're all being far too impatient. You want to see those results come in a week, in a month, in six months. Depending on how much you're looking at losing, I tend to put a target on my client's weight loss around about the 0.3 to the very most on average 0.5 kilograms of weight loss so 300 grams to 500 grams a week if you're losing much more than this it's likely it's going to be unsustainable so i would dial it back a bit if you're seeing 
in the first couple of weeks, people tend to always see a, you know, a, a big spike in weight loss. A lot of that is water loss. But if we look over kind of the first two to three months of your weight loss program, if you've got a, you know, a significant amount of weight to lose, let's say five, six kilos to 50 kilos, you know, it's anything kind of above and beyond that, especially 10 kilos and above, those first couple of weeks, they're going to probably see two or three kilos drop really quickly like that if you're in a consistent deficit. But it's then going to peter out, and people, that's when they start kind of freaking out around that three or four week period where you might have seen a kilo, a kilo, a kilo, and then you see 100 grams, and you kick yourself. You go, oh, well, I stuffed up there. I only lost 100 grams this week. No, 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 no. Pull it back. Be patient. Realize that the average weight loss should be around 300 grams to 500 grams, meaning you should be around about a kilo and a half to two kilos per month. If you're above this, just a bonus. If you're slightly under this, you're still making progress. So even if you only lose, I say only with big inverted commas here, you only lose one kilo for that month, you play that out over a year, that's 12 kilos. And I'm pretty sure anyone who's listening in on this wanting to lose some weight, if I said to you, this time by the end of this year, you're going to be around about 10 to 12 kilos lighter, I'm pretty sure most people go, sign me up, put my hand up. Yep, I want that. You're just looking at it far too short term. It's only one kilo this month. Play it out over the long term. What's those results going to look like, yeah? So I really hope that's been a benefit. If it has, guys, it really helps me if you can just hit that five-star review, give me a positive review, five-star rating, give me a positive review, then go and share this, guys, on on your Instagram. It'd be great if you just screenshot this, tag me on it so I know that uh, you've enjoyed it and then say something that you might have uh, found a benefit or that you just enjoyed listening to this on your way to work or whatever it might be. really helps me spread this podcast out there and get other people listening and other people hopefully seeing some results and then moving forward. So, guys, I really appreciate you being with me here today. I'll be talking, as you hear this, you probably actually, yeah, this is Monday. This is going out on Monday the 23rd. As you hear this, I, as you hear this, as you hear this, I'll probably actually be sitting down with a guest talking about type 2 diabetes. I put a question box out on my Instagram on Friday asking about that. We have to reschedule that one just due to circumstances. Um, and so, yes, we're going to be doing that on Monday. I can't wait for that. And Nicole, she's a good friend of mine. She's a colleague in the industry, and she is an absolute beast when it comes to diabetes and type 2 diabetes. So that one will be out next Monday, and I really hope you guys dial in for that, especially if you have or know anyone that has diabetes or type 2 diabetes, because we're going to talk about some really good stuff of how you can reverse that without medication and how you can see some meaningful results and kind of get you feeling much better and get you out of that zone of being pre-diabetic or diabetic. So um, yeah, tune in for that one, guys. As always, I love you all. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. This has been another episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I hope you're well. Stay safe, stay hygienic, stay healthy. We'll all get through this coronavirus and um, yeah, I'll have a chat with my wife and we'll sit down in front of uh, one of these microphones and kind of get that one up at some point as well just to kind of tell you where our heads are at and what's going on in our world at this point in time. But I hope you're well. Take care. I'll see you next week. Ciao.